This week, it's time for another dark cup, and we have decided to delve a little deeper into the dark past and spooky present of one of our History Award nominees. Deep in the heart of India lies the most haunted venue in the country, and arguably one of the most haunted in the world, Bangar Fort. A bloody, cursed history has left a mark on this impressive stone structure. Join us as we combine history and legend to get to the story beneath. And in this week's Ridiculous Death, we stay with the legend to demonstrate why you should be careful what you wish for when you're a powerful magic user. So, grab your map and torch, pay close attention to your travel guides, watch your step amongst the ruins, and let's Let's get dark. dark. We always like to start with the cold, hard facts before we get to the story. So, here's what we know of Bangar Fort. The ruins of Bangar Fort is located along the border of the Saraska Reserve. Within the Aravali Hills in Rajasthan. <laughs> Great stuff. Hey, if people are listening to our podcast, Carrie, they know what to, they've come to expect that I do not word good. I will also say we apologise in advance. We, we will try and do our best with pronunciations. Oh, I always do. Yeah. I always do, but I always get it wrong. Not always. You've done some good ones. Yeah, but if I try, then I know I'll get it offensively wrong. Fair point, fair point. <laughs> anyway, um, the fort is about 146 miles or 235 kilometres from Delhi. It was built in approximately 1573 by the then Raja Bhagwant Das and was home to his second son, Mato Singh. Despite being almost completely ruined, what is left is in good condition. Uh, the layout contains temples, palaces and traditional manor houses called Havalis. Havelis, I think. The Royal Palace can be found at the far end of the complex and there are a total of four main gates that the fort can be accessed through. These are called the Lahori Gate, the Ajmeri Gate, the Pulbari Gate and the Delhi Gate. Because as you walk out of them, if you keep walking that direction, that's where you get to. More or less. That makes sense. See, simple, easy, has a point. Yeah. Due to the ruined state of the complex, or maybe due to other reasons, the Archaeological Survey of India has prohibited visits to Bangar Fort after dark. I mean, that is enough for me to be like, okay, maybe this is not the best place to go. Yeah. If If you're banned from going in the night, you're like, all right, see ya. That's everybody. That's that's locals. That's everybody is banned from going to Bangar Fort after dark. Not a fan. No. So, the cursed complex itself... Bangar Fort is surrounded in legend, as a lot of ruined buildings are after time. And like with any legend, it changes in the telling, and there are a number of different accounts. In this case, the stories relate to a curse on the fort that led to its ruin. One of the more popular stories is the story of Mado Singh and the construction of the fort. In order to build Bangar, Mado Singh first had to seek permission to build on the land by a religious figure who was living as a hermit in the area. That's Guru Balunath. The Guru gave permission for the building to begin, but gave one stipulation. On no condition was the Royal Palace to be built high enough for it to cast a shadow on his... On his hermitage, his little hut. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah, hermits live in a hermitage. That. I love that. Yeah, that's really cute. Sorry. (laughs) An interesting notion, as it would mean that human greed would never cast a shadow over religious meditation. Yeah, it's a cool idea, isn't it? It's nice. But greed is greed. Yep. 
And despite giving his word not to, Madho Singh built his palace luxurious and high, and a shadow was cast across the Guru's home. Oh, wow, I'm shook. I I did not know that this was going to happen. (laughs) In retaliation, the Guru cursed the fort to collapse into ruin, and any structure inside would fail to stand when rebuilt. But after his death, the Guru was entombed within the ruins, and his tomb can still be found today, but the little act of respect did not stop the curse. A second equally popular legend is that of the Princess Ratnavati, allegedly one of the most beautiful women to have ever lived. So beautiful that as soon as she reached 18 years of age, suitors from all across the known world came to seek her hand, or just look upon her face. It's almost like they're looking at me. Almost. 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 But that wouldn't just be the known world, that would be the unknown world, like everybody ever would come to to for your hand. Yeah, definitely, and that's why I have the face to podcast. That's cool. So do I. (laughs) So one of um, her suitors was a sorcerer known as... Sinchia. Sinchia. That's like Shang-Chi. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) I just went... (laughs) You just went Marvel there. I did. I apologise. He realised that he wasn't going to win the hand of the princess by natural means. So he decided to resort to magic. One day, he came across one of Princess Ratnavati's maids in the marketplace, purchasing some perfumed oil. He cast a spell of love on the oil, so that as soon as any touch the skin of the princess, she will fall madly in love with him and surrender to him, body and soul. Ew. That's a hardcore potion, though. Consent, mate. Amortensia's got nothing on that. Isn't it? Doesn't even smell a toothpaste. He wasn't exactly subtle about it, though, and the princess, who was also at the market that day, witnessed what he had done, and as soon as she had hold of the jar of oil, she poured it onto the ground. She's clever. She's a clever clever cookie. She is. Um, This caused a fatal issue with the sorcerer, which we will come back to at the end. However, he was a little bit peeved at how things developed. With his dying breath, Sinjir cursed not just the princess, but the fort city of Bangar to death and ruin, and he forbade them to ever experience rebirth. Rebirth or reincarnation is a major part of the Hindu religion, and souls can go through many reincarnations to achieve an enlightened state where they can finally move on. Um, that's a really, really vague overview of a complex, ancient and frankly beautiful religion. Yeah. Uh, we would recommend that you look into it further. So... By cursing them never to reincarnate, he was essentially trapping their souls in place and condemning all the people who died within the fort to, religious to them, a fate worse than death. Curses always need a loophole, though, a way to break them. And for this curse, the desire that Sankhya had for the Princess Ratnavati protected her soul, and she was the only one able to pass through for reincarnation. A year passed after the death of Sinjir, and the sorcerer and people seemed to forget the curse he spouted after he died. But then, well, not after he died, the the curse that he spouted as he died, they forgot it after he died. Um, But then disaster struck. Forces from the nearby town of Ajabgar attacked it. Attacked it? They attacked it! They they completely attacked it. It it was really bad. (laughs) They also attacked. And the army of Bangar Fort were nearly wiped out. In the midst of the conflict, Princess Ratnavati was killed. The souls of the poor soldiers were trapped, but Princess Ratnavati's soul was free to enter the cycle of reincarnation. One day, her reincarnated form will return to Bangar Fort, and on that day, the curse will be lifted, and the trapped souls will be released to reincarnate as they were meant to. This has not happened as of yet. 
you never know. Maybe the reincarn- reincarnated soul of Princess Ratnavati might be listening to this podcast right now. If you feel like you are, go to Bangar Fort. Release the souls. But you might want to listen to the end just for some stipulations for if you do. Well, fact. So, whilst the souls wait for their princess to return and save them, they kind of got to do something. Yeah, be you bored. Know, yeah, you've, you've got eternity, you, you might as well do something with it. Um, locals to the area do report regular sounds of women screaming and crying coming from the fort, uh, as well as the sounds of music. Others smell, others smell incense and perfume as they walk around the fort, or drifting out over the foothills surrounding it. Some visitors experience more visual or physical phenomenon, with shadows and strange lights being spotted darting here and there around the ruins. Um, reports of a feeling of being watched and followed pervade, and there's even been reports of a poor visitor being slapped by an unseen force. I mean, imagine going on holiday and you just, you know, minding your business, walking around this lovely ruined temple, and all of a sudden, pew, straight across the face. It's not nice when someone gets affected by an unseen force. <laughs> It is believed that should you enter the fort after sunset, you too will fall victim to the curses and will never leave. Whether because of the curses, the spirits, or the fact that it's a ruined structure surrounded by wildlife, some of it is dangerous. It is forbidden to go there at night, and but that doesn't stop people trying, of course. We wouldn't risk it, maybe, um, possibly. I mean, we wouldn't risk it, mainly because we'd probably have to jump a fence to do it. Oh, yeah, God, no. Neither of us has the agility to do that. Um, the the guards would come along the next morning and just find us hanging by our feet from, <laughs> from the fence, just going, this went, this did not go as planned. Um, but, yeah, it's it's not safe. And whether or not you believe in the paranormal, it's still a ruin. It so is. it's probably not advisable. And you still need to be respectful, because yeah. it is a... A place where these things happened. Yeah, and there there are tombs there, and it used to be a temple complex as well. So it's a religious site. Um, it is believed, though not necessarily proved, that prior to the conflict with Ajabgarh, Bangar Fort held around ten thousand people. After the death of Princess Ratnavati and the battle being lost, the fort was deserted almost overnight. Mm-hmm. Stories have spread that they were all massacred, entrapping them all within the cursed fort forever. So you know. Ruins, wildlife, temple structure, maybe. 10,000 angry ghosts. Maybe not. Yeah. Now, this is somewhere that, despite the curses and the warnings, we would love to visit. Yeah. It is an historic venue with some impressive architecture. Despite its status as a ruin, the, the problem is it is not freely permissible for foreign tourists to access the ruins. A special permit is required, which is not easy to get. It is an area of great archaeological significance, and the surrounding countryside can be treacherous for those who aren't used to it. And I trip over my feet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe one too many tourists wandered off or picked up things they shouldn't have, or maybe, just maybe, there's a more sinister reason that tourists aren't allowed to roam freely in the fort. Maybe the souls trapped there are not that... Uh, hospitable? All we do know is that with numerous ghost sightings and freak accidents occurring within the bounds of the fort, we're more than okay with having to jump through bureaucratic hoops to get a guided tour. And by freak accidents, there were there was a group that actually that went there, um, and there was they basically tripped over. They felt they had some bad experiences. They tripped over at the fort. Um, things just didn't seem to go too well for them. 
and then they were told they shouldn't have been there they did go without a permit they were told they shouldn't have been there without a permit to leave right now on the way home and they're all wiped out in a freak car accident shit me yep Jesus gone okay so don't go without a permit no 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 also be respectful don't go without a permit Yes, yes, it, yes, yes, it's still part of. I mean, the Hindu culture is still quite strong in India today, so it's still. Even though the temples have, I, I don't know if they consecrate, deconsecrate technically, um, but they are still temple areas, burial areas. They were places of religious significance and historical significance. So, as with all places, just be respectful. Um, if you want to go get get a permit and have a look online some of the pictures are amazing mm-hmm. it does look like a place that's definitely worth going to definitely and if you have been let us know what you thought yeah did you do. experience anything creepy spooky dark oh that's a good point yeah if you have any stories then please do because we've looking online there's the stories and there's hearsay but i can't find any actual physical evidence maybe no. i haven't looked far enough yet but if you if you know of any link us to it Yes. Because it would be cool to see. Also, if you've got any, let us know. Yeah. Oh, so cool. And that was your nomination for our History Awards that we recorded about six weeks ago-ish, a month ago-ish now. Yeah, for um, the the second annual History Awards. Yes. And that was the Black Tea. So yeah, it didn't, it didn't win. It, no. It didn't win. You chose my nomination of Raynham Hall. Because it had the, the photo, it had that physical evidence. Yeah, that we could and see. we will do an episode on Mainham Hall the next Dark Cup. Yeah, sure. Don't know when that would be. Usually we'd say three weeks, but three weeks from now, we will be in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, we will. So we have a lot of Amsterdam content to come your way before we get into Mainham Hall. Oh, here's an idea. What? We do the episode for Mainham Hall, and we go to Mainham Hall, and that could be part of what we do, because we're going to restart our blog. We are. We could blog Rainham Hall. And we could vlog it. Yeah. Ooh. And TikTok. We, we've got all these ideas. So many ideas. But Please, life, don't get in the way again. <laughs> Please. This year, we've just been a little bit quieter. Yeah, we're begging at this point. To be honest, we're, we're not even asking anymore. Yeah, we're past the point. <laughs> right. Ridiculous death. That's a good segue into it. Yes, yeah, so this is our one of two segments. No. Mm-hmm. Two of our three segments that we do is our mini one, and we like to do, in all of our podcasts, we get a ridiculous death, uh, where we, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say celebrate, but I guess it is kind of celebrate, being to life the way in which somebody took themselves hilariously out of the gene pool. We celebrate or commemorate, or acknowledge sometimes, with absolute incredulity. Yep. Yep. Um, in you keeping- made that word up. Incredulity. That is not a real word. It is a no, word. No, it's not. It is I a word. I don't believe you. I, I, you know what? I will, I will actually like, get it on, on Google. I, I'll get it from the Oxford Dictionary. Okay, prove to me after. But which ridiculous death are we chatting about this week? In keeping with the legend of the curses of Bangar Fort, the ridiculous death this week is that of Sinjia, um, the vengeful sorcerer who tried to spell for the love of the princess. Ah, oh, the guy who... Mr. Angry Pants. Yeah, he put the love potion. Love potion. The love potion in the perfume. Yeah. Cool. So when when she realised that the scented oil purchased for her was spiked with a love spell, Princess Ratnavati poured it onto the ground. Now, Sorceress Sanjia was no back alley magician. Oh no, he knew his magical stuff. 
So you can bet your sweet patootie it was powerful. But that's not a good thing. Okay. The magic was too potent, and the poured oil mixed with the dirt to form a large rock, which, as per the intentions of the spell, suddenly developed a strong attraction for Sinjia, rolling towards him and crushing him to death. I was... <laughs> I was not prepared! <laughs> I mean... A rock fell in love with him and crushed him to death. That is how this dude died. It doesn't technically say the rock fell in love with him, but it was oil that was meant to attract her to him, and this rock formed out of the ground and went straight for him. So it's just like, yeah, the, the rock, the ground was attracted. The spell was that strong that the ground formed an instant attraction to him and squished him. <laughs> I mean, you can kind of understand why he was mad enough to curse at that point, because not only had it not worked... It had worked in the worst way. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. That's... I... <laughs> so, as much as it's caused a lot of issues afterwards with the curse, um, yeah, it was it was his ridiculous death. That's ridiculous, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, now, Carrie, yeah. do you have any random facts? The Carrie's random fact? Why have we got to do the theme song? Oh, my bad. Sorry. Live recording of... Do-do-do-do-do! Carries round a fact. In ancient Rome, they used to put a piece of toast in their wine to help like, soak some of it up, soak off the oil off the top of it, because it was kept in Amphora where they would have oil. So that is where we get the phrase, raise a toast. Do-do-do-do-do! Carries round a fact. Yeah, we, we TikTok that in the background, and I pulled a face at the end, so if you're watching on TikTok, it's not that glamorous. I do apologise. You look great, though. No. There's your random fact. So, yeah, that's your random fact, why we raise a toast, and there you go. I enjoyed that. I like your random facts. You're full of them. I am a mine of useless information. Good in the quiz. Yeah. Right, we shall leave you there. Um... We will have a podcast in two weeks. Don't know what yet. I'm working on it. We'll, we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. Um, but, but still, in the meantime, if you do have any more recommendations for what we can do in Amsterdam, let us know. Or any recommendations of future episodes. Let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And if you just like us and want to say hi, let us know. 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 Let us know.